As Billy Connolly once said, look, you can't trust a man when he sees a tea cosy and doesn't secretly put it on his head. Come on. You're not secretly putting. I'm it, not secretly not secretly putting it on your head at all. It no, is on your head. It is on my head. I couldn't resist. I mean, I just couldn't. It's there. Tea cosies are meant to be worn because it's a sophisticated look, and we're a sophisticated radio station. I suspect that this is possibly mm. when His Holiness the Pope comes over here. Yeah. Maybe this is what he would don just to make He'd British people He'd feel put welcome. It straight up. If the Pope walked into the men's radio station studio here in the middle of Covent Garden and he saw the tea cosy, he would put that on. He'd want to feel at home. I think you're right, Phil Dave. Uh, the voice you just heard was uh, Phil Dave, my sparring partner for a billion years, rocking the decks, as always, Boy Wonder producer uh, doing the pose of victory, James Blake. Uh, you said the Hussein Bolt pose. I don't know what it is. I, I give up. I don't know. It's something millennials do, God knows. And I'm what's what left What did they of call Roscoe. that when the Olympics oh, were all I, well, the... I was speaking. That was about to no, introduce No, I know, but myself. when the Olympics Jeez. were all the rage, what was uh, that pose that they called? What did, what did they call uh, it? it? It's, it's called I'm Worth a Fortune. The Lightning Bolt. That was it. it the, was lightning the Lightning Bolt. bolt. That's very clever. Yeah, because it's Hussein Bolt. Because Hussein see. Bolt and it's the Lightning Bolt. No, no, no. I got it. You didn't actually have to go through the whole... Ec- it's Hussein Bolt. I know that. I'm not. Did you just say you're Emperor Roscoe? My, 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 one of my oldest mates since we were at school, uh, Nicky Horn, started his uh, career in the media as the bag carrier, as Nicky would attest. Nicky's coming on to the show uh, in the near future. Uh, he's got a fantastic subject to discuss. And uh, he was the bag carrier for Emperor Roscoe. And that was the nearest I got to showbiz back in those days. I was incredibly impressed. Who, who? Emperor Roscoe. Oh dear. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> and the millennials. Live speaks. from Los Angeles, it's the Emperor Roscoe. You can't possibly not know who And he doesn't Roscoe. know who it is. The, the great thing about working with James, who's 12, <coughs> is that any point of reference he does not get. If it didn't happen last week, <laughs> he doesn't understand who it is. So it makes you realize um, it's just like a good litmus test to see just how old I am, basically. Right, the hat's yeah, but hang on a sec. I am not that old. I'm not oh, much older. And I don't understand how I know who half a... these people are. Oh, you're now putting the decos back on the teapot. Well, That's obviously... unhygienic. Why is it unhygienic? You're so not even going to take your hair. Haven't <laughs> <laughs> you heard of food safety standards? Not in, not in men's radio <clears> station, You've got to offer guests that now. I'm offering them nothing. That's my tea made by James's mum. Oh, you don't get this on radio. On the, anyway, <laughs> at Radio Four, you don't get that. You don't get John Humphreys like that. Uh, I'm putting the tea pot cozy back off my head. No, I can't. Prime understand. I can't understand why. Uh, Prime Minister, I've just I've asked you a question. I'd like you to finish it if you don't mind. Mr. Kane, there will be some people listening to this yeah. slightly concerned. Yeah. The, what? As the tone of your voice sounds a little bit rough around the edges. No. It. I think it does. It doesn't. I think it does. Shut up. If if they are concerned, uh-huh. are you prepared to sort of enlighten them as to why you sound a little no, husky? It's none of your beeswax. Wow. Okay. All but right, he so is okay, though. Don't no, worry. no, no. I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely fine. I went to a marvelous party. Uh, there was a, a terrific birthday party last night uh, for uh, about 500 of her closest friends. I'm not kidding. Uh, with a wonderful uh, lady. Sorry, sorry, Claire. sorry, sorry. Can we just establish what 500? There was about 400 friends. people there. Yeah, about wow. 400 people. Uh, in it, a gorgeous people. venue, you don't even know 400. You can't even count to 400, James. Let's be just kid ourselves. Ouch. And uh, it's, no, it's true. I've only just learnt my times tables, so. Yeah, th- they're <laughs> handy. Because you're so young, you don't have to study. When you were at school, like last week, you do not have to study sines, cosines, logarithms, tangents, 
I've never used them in my life. Have Talking you of ever used them? Well, you're using a tangent now. I am tangentially oh. speaking uh, on a subject. Now, <laughs> but the no, reason I've never used we're, them. we're having a bit of a, a, a yak session here between Phil, what's left of me, and uh, James <laughs> Blake is that our first guest, um, who is a fascinating guy, and I really can't wait to talk to him, is a guy called Johnny Benjamin. Uh, um, and... Um, Johnny Benjamin has managed to go to an entirely the wrong part of London. How? We don't know. But anyway, he's winging it a hot foot by taxi, but I don't know. He's being couriered over here, I think. What? On the back of a like one of those uh, rickshaw things? I don't know. I hate it those sounds good, things. though. If you live in London, I just want to say I hate those rickshaw things. They're not, oh, I agree. They're, they're not awful. insured. They have blaring, screaming music. They U-turn everywhere. They're just a hazard, and they should just go away. And it's always the worst music as always. well. Mm. It's always it's worse. Always the worst music. While we're on the subject of discussing uh, rubbish music, why is it? Uh, the one thing I dread about the summer is that you will see the car going by. They've got a sound system that you could power up Wembley Stadium with. And it's blaring, so your entire car is shaking, you're and your internal organs are vibrating. And it's always garbage music. Why is it never a tune? You go, I love that tune. It's never anything good. It's always trash. It's always just boom, boom. Well, I was going to say, it's got to be something that's got a beat to it, isn't it? But, you know, if, if I'm like two, three cars away, and my ears are hurting, what's going on with the, with the Muppet who's driving the car? Well, one would assume that they're rapidly hurting. losing their sense of well, hearing. Well, they've lost their sense of musical direction. Some You've digressed slightly. You were telling what? us about your fabulous party last night. Oh, no, I wasn't going to do that. You raised the subject, why does my voice sound a little bit rougher than it normally does? And so I was out late. Um, oh, uh, carousing, to be honest with you. Carousing. It was, a, it was a wonderful. Claire Caldwell was a magnificent hostess. And it was a very uh, lovely time had by all. I was very flattered to have been asked, quite honestly. Why was I asked? Somebody must have dropped dead. I assumed when I got the invitation last week for a Saturday event that has been obviously being planned for months, I, I, I turned to my partner and said, I think someone's died and they got two seats left. <laughs> We need the placeholder. There's only one man to Do call. Do rest assured. I've just got a message here from Rob on Facebook who's yeah. watching. Yeah. And he is saying... I re believe that he's paying reference to when we were talking about Emperor Roscoe. Yeah. He says, what an absolute blast from the past. Uh, used to listen avidly to his shows. My, so, my, my, Rob. So who is he? Because oh, you didn't actually tell right, me who Emperor he was. Roscoe. Use Wikipedia. For uh, no, 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 no. Let me explain to Boy Wonder, uh, boy <laughs> being the operative term. Emperor Roscoe, in the days when DJs were stars, as opposed to just the Herberts they employ now. But the DJ, you know, when Tony Blackburn, who is like the world's nicest guy, but when Tony Blackburn went to open a supermarket or something like that, the queues were round the block. It was like the Beatles had turned up. It was huge, right? Uh, the massive stars. And one of the biggest stars was a guy called Emperor Roscoe. Uh, that was his name. I mean, it wasn't his real name, obviously. And it went, my, 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 my. And it was all ridiculous, <laughs> you know. Mighty fine and all this nonsense. I mean, he wasn't black, by the way. Uh, he was American. And, uh, but he worked over here. What's that got to here. do with it? <laughs> because he sounded like he was putting on the ma 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 all of that nonsense. Well, it's right? funny, that's the same. Now I've hurt my throat. I wish I hadn't done that. Speaking of radio, that's the same with David Rodigan, isn't it? <laughs> David Rodigan, 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 Rodigan. Don't forget I worked with David Rodigan at Capital. But everyone was like, because he's a reggae guy, isn't oh, he? Or just like a bit. And they said, whenever you first met him, you were like, who's this white guy? This is <laughs> David who Rodigan. Is, who is this <laughs> very polite and very quiet white guy? Oh, it's David Rodigan, 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 Rodigan. Rodigan. Uh, yeah, it was all very cool. Yeah, very nice guy. Um, Who's David uh, Rodigan? 
I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. Damn, I thought for once I knew someone. No, joking. no, no, no. But em so Emperor Roscoe was a huge star, and on the I think it started up probably as the BBC Light program, which then became Radio One, um, started by Tony Blackburn. Uh, first record ever played was move, Tony Blackburn. Flowers in the rain. Correct. The move. Flowers in the rain. You didn't know that. Boom. He's now going to say who's the move. No, I know the move, and I know the song. Okay, but that's a, that's a great little tidbit. The first ever record yeah, played on well, BBC, BBC Radio. Radio Anyone on. with any love of radio would would, would know that. You can, you know, if you, on radio you got to know that. Anywho, that's who Emperor Roscoe was, and he had a fantastic show on a, on a Saturday Saturday morning, I think it was. And you know, when you were a kid, this was the most exciting thing. It was just uh, I can even remember the uh, the theme tune. It was Soul. Oh, come on, come on. Let come on Facebook Live and let me know. I know it was and then it would go and it was like a really funky tune. Was that London Bridge is falling down? I thought that was yeah. You're idiots. It was Soulfinger, I think it was called. That was a Bond film. No, no, not Goldfinger. He didn't start off with Shirley Bassey warbling away. Waving her arms like a like a slightly disturbing for you, James. That we were on clearly the same wavelength. Anyway, oh God. Anyway, so it's been an interesting week. One of the things, and it's a theme I come back to time and time again because it's something I truly believe in. I talk about it on social media. This was the week of the local elections when all the big parties got a right punch in the face as they deserve, and it was a time when the there was something like Phil will help me out here. Phil, you will help me out. I think it was 44,000 deliberately spoiled ballot papers. 44,000 of these things. I have to confess, I don't know the exact yeah, number. Was, I know that was, people were was, mutilated. It was fantastic. You mutilated yours, didn't you? No, I didn't, actually. That wasn't, that wasn't, <laughs> I, wasn't allowed to, I wasn't allowed to vote because in where I live, secret location in London, uh, <laughs> the Batcave, uh, it wasn't election time. Yeah, it's, it, actually, I found it very weird because I've never really been living in an area where these local elections mm. would take place at this time and because i've just moved recently it was the first time i took part in such election and it sounded it felt really peculiar to be voting when the rest of the country the rest of london rather no, we, wasn't we, we weren't so, we, yeah we, we was not did you, know voting. The, did you know the fraudian slip there i said the rest of the country to me london is a country of course it is so there you go that is one of the things the wasteland oh look the chocolate biscuits have arrived followed by a guest <laughs> So, yeah, Frankly, so from <laughs> our perspective, Johnny Benjamin, yeah. or as I like to call you, Johnny Come Lately you, it's Benjamin. It's very good. You do um, know, it, JB, you do know you don't have to bring food. It's no, fine. no, no. Frankly, <laughs> you know, Johnny, yeah. we're, we're, we're thrilled to see you, but what I'm well. much more pleased about, you arrive with chocolate biscuits. Well, so you exactly. can go. Thanks okay. a lot. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Lovely right. to, for you to drop him. Yeah, no problem. Look, any guest who arrives at men's radio station bearing a little plate of proper, they like, uh, what are they? Chocolate biscuits. Cho cho yeah, chocolate hobnobs, if I'm not mistaken. Look, if you, <laughs> when a man is tired of chocolate hobnobs, he is I tired know my of biscuits. <laughs> is that a quote yeah. from, from you? Is that your quote? That, yeah, nothing to do with Dr. Johnson. Now, if you're watching <laughs> on Facebook Live and wondering why are you wearing those absolute crap glasses, it is because my lovely glasses got broken last night. You didn't okay. see that coming. Yeah. Hey, uh, and so, Johnny, <laughs> forgive me. Lens I, look like, I look like something out of, I don't know, uh, God knows what. But uh, uh, these are the ones that were in my car. Okay. They're just okay. spare. They cost about three and six. That's <laughs> old money. And most importantly, it doesn't show. Uh, <laughs> you're still here, Phil. Johnny <laughs> Benjamin, MBE. That's as your life. 
Uh, you're a, an award Hang on a second. What? We didn't watch This Is Your Life with Eamon Andrews. With us, it would have been Michael Aspel. It was always Michael Aspel. But you speak to anybody of my age, they, they, they don't even remember that it was... I'm having lunch with Michael Aspel soon. It, they don't even remember that he did it for like 50,000 years. <laughs> and Eamon did it. Sorry, Russ, you just dropped it. Yeah. 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 Pick that up. Yeah, I'll be having lunch with Michael Aspel. Makes your morning. Uh, the kid who sang that jingle is now a uh, 43 and a top commercials director. He's also Cara Noble's son. Can uh, I just say, Nicholas JB, you, your time at drama school has really just paid off. You genuinely <laughs> looked as if you were interested in what he was saying then. <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I, I'll try and continue. We are live, you know. John, I, I know. What, I, just shut up. Uh, Johnny Benjamin, MBE, <laughs> is an award-winning mental health campaigner, film producer. I'm doing this to see if my glasses work. Public speaker, writer, blogger, and vlogger, and bringer of chocolate hobnobs. Yes. Why isn't that on your CV? That is it will the be big, from now on. That's the big news. I bring chocolate hobnobs. No, <laughs> that is it. Right. Important stuff. At the age of 20, you were diagnosed with uh, schizoaffective disorder, which uh, this isn't good. This is a combination of schizophrenia and bipolar doesn't get much worse, does it, really? Mm, You now speak publicly around the world about living with a mental illness. Now, people will know you, and I certainly did, uh, from your book, Stranger on the Bridge, which is coming out this month. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which is, uh, well, it's serendipity you're here to to plug it. And your second book, The Book of Hope, is coming out in 2020. Yep. Right. So, your main... Nadia of okay. your life was that you stood on Waterloo Bridge yep. and we're going to jump. Yep. And I've uh, I've met you before. Mm. We've had yes, we, we, we had dinner before, and uh, but I wasn't able to have a chat because it was quite a formal dinner with a lot of people sitting around a table. It was very nice. We, it was a fantastic. Uh, Noel yeah. Noel McDermott was our was host, and it yeah. was absolutely it was absolutely fab. Uh, what are you two doing? You, you look like your your, your bookmakers at, at Kempton Park. <laughs> exactly what we're doing. With <laughs> two to one field, two to one bar. Right. And I've never met someone who has survived a suicide attempt. And so I'm going to delve straight in. Yeah, you'd sure. expe- you'd kind of expect me to, and I know yeah. that the listeners want to as well. Yeah. Because, and I, I'll tell you why it's very apt, Johnny, because only this week there's a woman, I've never met her, I don't think I've ever met her, but she's on Facebook, and she wrote in the middle of the week, I've had enough, and she wrote all the reasons why. She said, that's it, I'm going to end it. I piled in, I just happened to look, I mean, right. I might have been right now, I piled in, a load of other people piled in. Yeah. And uh, she was open about it, so I'm not telling tales out of school. Yeah, and she said, uh, you know, it's my daughter, it's my ex-partner, and my daughter's not. And I said, don't think about yourself. Don't do this to your yeah. daughter because her life will be r- destroyed yeah. if you do. And she wrote a private note to me afterwards, which was very nice. And she listened to everyone's advice. Okay. What had brought you? Because, you know, looking at mm. you, you're a good-looking, you're a fit guy. You'd think this guy's got, like, everything going for him. And you're standing on the ledge of Waterloo Bridge. It doesn't get any worse. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it was it was the um, the illness, the diagnosis, really, that did it. To be honest, I mean, as you said, it's yeah schizophrenia, <laughs> right? And and bipolar. Just um, as soon as I got that diagnosis, I was like, 
this is the end, isn't it? Really, you know, I was twenty. Yeah, on the on on the outside, I had everything going for me. So to get that diagnosis, um, and you know, I thought, and it's, I thought it was the best thing for my family as well at the time be- because because I felt like I was going to be a burden, you know, for the rest of my life. Uh, I thought, what's, I thought it would make it easier. And I know that this sounds very, that might sound very strange, and um, but for me, yeah, I thought it would make it easier for everyone if. Um, Thank you. The way we roll at men's radio <laughs> station. Like T's just brought in live no, on air. T's right. brought Love in it. live on air, and the guy's Love pouring it. his heart out. So, but but Johnny, did it? When you're in that place, I don't know how else to describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't occur to you, my family and my mum and dad and all my relatives are going to be devastated. You it's just thought, that's it. I'm just going to be trouble. They'd be better yeah. off without me. Absolutely, because I, wow. I was in hospital at the time, um, you know, in, in this psychiatric hospital. Everyone around me was really unwell. I was getting worse. My parents came to see me every day, and yeah, I thought this is this is this is hell for for me. It's hell for them. Um, and if I just take myself out of all this, then. Yeah. Maybe they'll get some peace. And, and I know that's a, there must be a smidgen. There must have been a smidgen of doubt, though, because you didn't jump straight away. And I'm not being flippant. No, it, you're not. It's true. I'm going to you, you, you didn't actually sort of jump straight away, and therefore that surely tells you that there well, was something at the back of the mind that no, said, "Should I? Shouldn't I?" If I'm honest, and I don't normally say this, but um, I feel that you know, it's a, it's a safe place. This is no, a place to do it. Well, no, deliberately safe space. Well, no, but the thing is. I, I fantasized, you know, I fantasized about my suicide, about, you know, jumping off the edge. And then when I got there and I got onto the edge and I remember I still, you know, looking down at the water and mm. seeing the height, suddenly mm. the reality kicked in and I was like, gosh, this is actually really high. And um, there was a bit of, well, it wasn't, it wasn't doubt. It was more kind of trepidation. Yeah, trepidation. How am I going to actually take my feet off the edge? Yeah. I, did you think, and I, I, this is a terrible question, no, but I've no. always, uh, and I'll tell you why I'm asking this question, Johnny, is that did you think, oh my God, this is going to hurt? And I'm not, again, like Phil says, I'm not being flippant because, and I'll tell you why I'm asking uh, asking this particular question. In America, mm. when the people have uh, jumped and survived, mm. which is pretty mm. damn rare because, mm. you know, the idea is you're not going to survive, but they do, they have all without fail said the moment I let go the moment I leapt off I realised I'd made a huge mistake the very nanosecond I did it but for me the the physical pain because there was so much mental pain the the physical pain just I don't know it didn't didn't sort of bother me which might sound a bit strange but again the mental pain and again I think with self-harm because you know, uh, I, I self-harmed as well, and I was just like, the mental pain is 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 um, stronger than almost the physical pain because you're so uh, in such despair, and it's it is so painful mentally. Why? Uh, this is something else that I always wanted to ask you uh, when I first met you on Radio London a million years ago. Is that why why a bridge? Why was there something symbolic about that bridge or well, a bridge? There was actually because uh, when I was sixteen, when I first had the thought of suicide, I went to the centre of London to I actually went to um, Westminster Bridge next to it but I said if I ever kill myself I'm going to do it here because 
what you didn't like the look of Westminster Bridge. <laughs> like, it's it's a better view. He's a fan of Ray Davis. Who knows why? <laughs> no, but he there was something, well. and this is gonna. This all sounds a bit strange, but you know, for me, because people have different methods, but for me, I thought that's the easiest way mm. to go in terms of. You know, I thought about all the methods. Of course, I did. You know, you go, you go through hanging, and you go through oh, train station. But you, but you do. But and I just thought the, the and this is going to sound strange. The nicest way to go, and that doesn't you know sound I mean? strange at all. Well, but w- when but you're in that place, place, but we're it all sounds stranger on the bridge. Thank you very much. Very good. You Thank you. Here a week. Try the trick in Palmerston. John. Only you. <laughs> we're discussing like the oh, most. Really oh, do me a favour. I'm sorry. Thing. I've known Johnny for years, so uh, you it's better fine. please explain that because otherwise <laughs> they, they just here's a letter. No letters. No letters. Johnny knows my humour. Don't worry about it. Anyway. You're what? It, oh, all right. Sorry. <laughs> so, Pardon but me you for trying to bring a bit back. of happiness. You two do go way back, don't you? We do. We do indeed. We do. And. um did well, you ever think that was one of the reasons why you were so messed up? Oh, wow. I mean, I've known Phil a long time, and I, although he's never wanted to make me stand on a bridge <laughs> and leap I off, I am I'm never. Pretty t- damn I'm not close. taking credit for that. Thank you. All right. Why, why, are, you two, check- why are you two not doing sta- you, you two stand-up? Stand up. Stand up. You know, or, or, you know, it, seriously. Well, or, uh, well or your it's own. it's the the thing about it is, Johnny. You know, when you start your own radio station and you want it to be a proper brand and the brand that kind of represents you, and you 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 try and work by example and I wanted to do all the things that I didn't like about other places and if you can't work with people that you're really genuinely actually very fond of and really yeah. get on with and like sadly they're not here today I was going to say the, I was just going to say in the absence of them but you know then there's then, then there's, no, there's no point and also because it's a conversational thing I mean I don't think there's many radio stations where we're discussing something no, so deeply personal and yet even in the blackest of life you know, you somehow bizarrely find some little nugget that you think, oh, gee, that's funny. You have to, though. You I mean, to, you, you kind of you you do that. When Can I be brutally honest why I do that? It's because it's still, even now, after all these years, it still deeply upsets me to hear you talking about you trying to end your life and stuff like that. So that's why, if I'm honest. It's dif- what's it called? Deflecting? <clears throat> what's it called? Distraction. It's, yeah. a distract- it's a distractive technique. You're quite right. Because especially seeing you here, it's like, it's quite obvious that you you radiate you do radiate a positivity you radiate a joy you've turned your entire life around and become inspirational so not just when you think about what it would have done to your mum and dad and the family and, and, and Phil and everything um, who was just very honest about it I think that's mm. why he jokes about it no, um, but then you think oh well you know all of that would have just you know what you've turned your life into is something amazing but th- but this is but this is the thing with suicide i mean it's um you're in a completely i i personally think that, that suicide su- suicidality should be its own sort of um sort of illness because mm. you're in a completely you're not in your own frame of mind at all it, it's the same as you know um you know i've been psychotic and again when i'm psychotic i'm in a completely different frame of mind when you're when you're when you're suicidal it's like everything goes out the window so your whole so for me i was 20 at the time all my 20 years all the connections i've made all the all the family friends all out the window and it's like your 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 head is just like the only, this is this is the this way is suicide this is it this is better for everyone this it's, it's such a it's, it's, it's the worst place. I mean, I can't even... Yeah. So you really, you're not seeing anything else at all, are you? You're no. blinkered. I, I, I can well understand. I really can understand I mean, the, the thing is with me as well, and not just with me, with other people I've spoken to, it's kind of like um, 
because everything else is so dark. You finally have, and, and there's no hope for, there's, there's no hope anywhere else that finally you have a, a way out. And mm. finally, you know, I've spoken to a lot of people who have lost loved ones to suicide and, and they say often that um, when they left that loved one who, who took their own life, they were really positive. They were really mm. positive and upbeat. And I was as well that morning because I was like, right, there's a way out. It's, it's, oh it's, my God. But the, Oh, I see. What you, oh, yeah. I know. I know. I know. Because I know, they always that's... say, they always say, you know, did you have any idea? No, he seemed fine. Well, this is it. And then you, th and then of course, uh, and I'm extrapolating on this sort of. Uh, it would be like you'd spend the rest of your life thinking, how did I not see that Johnny when I said goodbye to him that morning seemed absolutely great. And then he jumped off Waterloo Bridge. 